Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Yeah! The Sneaker History Podcast. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. We're going to roll a two-man show tonight. Me and Mike Guillory to talk some kicks. We're going to get into uh, some of this crazy Virgil Abloh stuff. I don't even I don't even know if this is a good idea or not, but what's good, Mike? How you been, man? Yo, I'm good, man. I'm just, uh, I'll be even happier if the Suns can pull off this 3-0 beat down on the Clippers, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I'm on the other side of that. I'm a, I'm a certified CP three. Oh hater. yeah. I forget. <laughs> so, you know, I just, I, I love Devin Booker though, man, that, that kid oh, is good, man. like personality and everything. Like he's just, I'm just excited about him being like seriously, like the face of the NBA in the next few years. Oh yeah, dude. So, He's gonna be something, bro. Yeah, but um, what what are you rocking today? What are you copping lately? Shoot, not rocking too much. I and we were talking earlier. I didn't leave the house. I went to the gym. So, good old trustees, the uh, JJ Fours brought these bad boys to the gym for a little while. Um, copping. Uh, I am just very happy. I don't really tell Nike thank you for anything too much. So I will give them one. I appreciate them for making uh, putting a draw and a release date on the South Beach uh, LeBron 8s because uh, resale prices dropped more than half. So they're like 250 bucks now on resale already. And that's before they've come out. So hopefully I can get a pair of South Beaches. That's literally another, another grail in LeBron collection to go with the Miami Knights. Yep, definitely. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm honestly like surprised they didn't just – produce so many of those just because there's I mean who's not going to want that shoe if you were into sneakers at all at that time actually you didn't even have to be into sneakers at that time to to, to like see that shoe and want it the sure. Miami Knights one is a little bit different you had to be a, a fan to know about that shoe mm-hmm. comparatively to the South Beaches the South Beaches were like you know they were everywhere there were a moment but, in yeah, time yeah yeah and it's it's just so they're just so dope too I mean I I don't know that I would wear them very frequently just because it's not, I don't know. There's something about it where I'm just like, yeah, I'm just it's probably not going to put that shoe on, but I would love to have a pair and oh, yeah. who knows, maybe I would wear it more often if I did, but um, I don't know. The, the LeBron eight to me is, is still so just comfortable as a casual shoe that, yeah. you know, all that cushioning, you're just like, this is like riding in a Cadillac or something. You oh, hundred percent. It's like clouds. I'm like, oh man, this basketball shoe should be clunky, but I'm just going about my way. Yep. 
Um, so I didn't actually leave the house, uh, but the shoe that's by the front door right now, I actually just posted on my Instagram. Uh, I, I wore it a couple couple weeks back on the po- and talked about it on the podcast. Was the uh, answer for like the steel gray, steel steel and flat gray, some sort of red. It's kind of like a, it's almost like an infrared colorway, right? And um, it's yeah, it's just like one of my favorites. I I don't really get into, especially with the, the answer four. I don't like colorways that aren't original. Yeah. You know, like with the, I mean, not even like the, I, I'm not, a, I'm not like a big fan of even some of the Iverson classics and some of the PEs that have been out. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I'd love to have the Kobe PE. I've got a bunch of the other, you know, black and whites, white and black, white and red, that kind of stuff. I've got the, you know, the original like Navy stuff that yeah. was, you know, kind of Georgetown mm-hmm. inspired, but that particular shoe dropped in like 2013 i'll throw a picture up for people that are watching on youtube but um i'm surprised that it aged so well because the shoes that are in that era were not all that great in my opinion in terms of quality like the new answer fours are awesome um but that's what i've been rocking uh as far as copying man i'm really hoping i mean by the time this episode comes out I will have either done it or not, but I'm oh. really hoping that I can get a pair of these Magnus Walker dunks. Um, oh, <laughs> so man. crossing my fingers. I, uh, I don't have it in reach. Maybe I do. That's such a good shoe. For the, for, for the, uh, the fans here oh. that are watching on YouTube. This is, uh, this is his car. It sits on my desk. <laughs> so you deserve that's it, exactly man. what, that's exactly why I want want it. Um, but yeah. So you know I'm big, that I'm a big the, Porsche fan. You know that the upper fades away to like the gold, whatever the original color of the car is underneath. Like yep. it's it's crazy, man. They they a lot of detail. I'm hoping it sits, man. I hope you well in the in the sense of sitting now. Yeah. Because it's a dunk high. So fingers crossed, man. I hope you can get them. Yeah, yeah. It's actually crazy. I uh, I met him years ago at a Porsche event at, uh, in Monterey at Laguna Seca raceway and, mm-hmm. uh, actually got pictures of him holding. I think I can't remember if he's holding my nephew or, or like talking to my nephew or something, but yeah, it was, he was such, he's such a nice dude. Um, so not, not only do I just love the shoe and love his whole story, he's just a good dude. Somebody I'd want to support and actually buy the shoe anyway. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's it for rocking and copping, but, uh, we don't have any reviews. If you, or listen to the podcast and haven't left us a review, head over to iTunes or Amazon, Audible. I mean, there's many places where you can leave us a review. It would be super helpful if you could do that because it's really the only way that we can kind of grow the, the podcast and continue to get to a bigger audience and, and hopefully eventually have this podcast, you know, kind of kick back some uh, some some goodies for us in the long run. But yeah. we'll get there. We'll be here either way, unfortunately or fortunately. I don't know how I should <laughs> say that, but... <laughs> Depend on how much you like us. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, But for today's show, we wanted to talk about Virgil Abloh. Uh, Today, as we're recording, this is Thursday, and the Louis Vuitton Air Force Ones were unveiled. And uh, I just don't even know what to say. I I have so many random thoughts about it. 
but at the same time, I just don't want to talk about it at all or acknowledge it. Um, because first and foremost, it looks like a straight ripoff of the bootlegs that Dapper Dan used to, to make yes. in the eighties and nineties. And I feel like that's one. I just feel like you, there shouldn't be that. Like I, I'm not a person that's going to go buy a Louis Vuitton, any shoe collaboration. Same. Um, especially, especially in that, like just take the materials and the colorways from one and throw it on the other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like the idea of like the Kanye uh, Louis Vuitton collabs because they were, you know, they were interesting and unique and different mm-hmm. and weren't just like a cut and paste. And and actually, I like some of the Virgil, you know, Louis Vuitton shoes, even though they're very like and pure ripoffs. So, I know, mean, they're, what? They're, 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 yeah, <laughs> they're very like sneaker oriented. Right. It's like you can yeah. see all the pieces that he took from various 80s yeah. basketball shoes. But I also love 80s basketball shoes. So I think that's why I'm not an Air Force One fan. And to see this and to think of like how, you know, somebody like Dapper Dan has kind of been up until the last, I would say, 10 years, kind of been like shunned and and pushed out of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Where Virgil is basically doing exactly what this guy did, you know, 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever it is now, which is just super unfortunate. yeah. Oh. yeah. I don't know. What What do you think about it? I mean, I mean, I put a post up earlier because as soon as I saw it, it brought me back to what middle school, high school. I went, I was in, I guess, middle school and high school from 2000, from 2000 to 2007, 2000, whatever. And I was like, this is what I saw. Uh, like kids rocking, like I said, the bootlegs, they would take all whites they would go to whoever I don't know where they got them from. I just remember seeing a lot of a lot of like the athletes would have them, like the all whites with the tan LV uh, stitched on the toe box and the swoosh. And it was, I mean, cool. It was like, oh, you got this. It's like no one thought about that really back then, but we all knew it wasn't in the store. It was something, you know, it, no, no one said anything because no one cared that much. It wasn't like oh, those are fake. But to me, I'm like, people are. They were, I guess, now look. If you did that now or last week, you were looked down upon because, oh, why did you take this material and make this fake collaboration? But he did the exact same thing. Literally, a couple of placements of the materials are different, but he did the exact same thing that was done what, almost twenty years ago, and now it was supposedly cool. It's literally it, it invaded everything in my freaking timeline today, which is super annoying, and. I disliked every last one of those shoes. Like I couldn't tell you one good thing about them. And Virgil literally has, I think we may talk about them later, but he has a couple things going on with Nike and I, I, I respect the hustle, respect everything he's done, but I'm like, bro, there has to be something more because I'm so sick of looking at these between LV to off white. Again, respect the hustle. There's no disrespect to him, but I feel like we're just looking at the same things over and over again. They're, it's like when someone a studio makes a movie, they feel like they could they they've made their money. We're gonna keep making the same movie over and over again, and that's what's happening right now. Uh, Fast Nine in theaters when? Yeah. <laughs> if you guys are listening to this, Fast Nine's out. The same, yeah. the same thing. Twenty years in, we're like hmm, cars. You got me. Here's which which bucks. sucks because I'm one of those suckers that actually will go see Fast Nine. Me unfortunately, they got me. <laughs> I, but I have to do it. Look, if I'm going to see Fast Nine, I can't buy Virgil stuff. I can't get caught twice. 
So I, I, I'm a, I have to agree with you. Um, I do think that, I think that, you know, if there is a positive to look at in this, I'm kind of looking at it as if this is like testing, this is like pushing the envelope so far to see just how far people will go mm-hmm. with this kind of aesthetic, right? Um, and, you know, to, to bring up one of the other shoes, right? He's got the Jordan 2 coming out. A couple colorways I've seen. Yeah. You know, it's a crumbled midsole that's been like re... You know, he's basically mimicking the crumbled midsole with yeah. a clear translucent midsole. And, you know, neither of these, all they all have the same elements, right? They have the, you know, Virgil quotation marks, the laces, shoelaces, whatever, the air on the midsole, the the kind of unfinished hemlines on the tongue. Yeah. Um, you know, v- very much like. The, the exaggerated stitching around the swooshes, like mm-hmm. the exaggerated stitching around the, around the tongue labels, all that kind of stuff. And I think that that stuff is interesting. None of, none of Virgil's off white stuff is for me as a consumer. Yeah. Like it's just not honestly, like if I were to buy something that Virgil has done, it would be probably maybe some of the, the, the weird apparel that that he's experimented with. Cause I think that stuff is kind of cool. And I could potentially see some of those like early, the Presto, the Air Max 97 that were yeah. kind of like the low key versions of that first 10. Yeah. But in general, like it's not something that I saw and was like, damn, I got to have that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I, you know, again, going back to like the Louis Vuitton stuff, I actually like the Louis Vuitton Virgil stuff better than most of the other stuff he's done, hmm. but it's just because it's, it's eighties basketball to me. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's clean, you know, it's bulky, all these, like... yeah, it's, it's all that style that I was like, okay, well I like this when I was a kid and yeah. I still kind of like it now. And, and I could totally see wearing it and just beating them up and they, they, they didn't end up looking really cool aged mm-hmm. to me. But that said, I think that like people have to be, getting tired of this like simple approach, right? It's, it's, it's been, it's been dragging on for so long in a sense and not in like time, because it's crazy to think that it's only been four years since he did his first collab with Nike, maybe five years. If you count the working on those shoes. Yeah. Yeah. But because it's been so much, it seems nonstop for those four years. It seems like, we haven't gone up more than a month without a Virgil release of some kind that was like on the internet, filled up the social media timelines. Mm-hmm. And I think that is an interesting, this is kind of an interesting test to that theory of like, when will people stop fucking with this? Right. When will people stop caring about Virgil's name or an off-white branding on, you know, the Jordan two or an air force one, because at some point you're going to find it, right? It's just yeah. like those movies you're talking about. You don't know if it's fast nine or fast 10 or fast 22, but one of those movies is going to be the, the biggest tank of all time. And you're yeah. going to lose a ton of money and then you're done. Like the brands, the, the big business doesn't want to mess with you. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I was actually talking to another friend about recently, I think that, you know, Virgil is, has kind of become like a crutch or Nike, right? Yeah. Collaborations in a sense too, because if, if they do this 
Air Jordan 2 or this Air Force 1 and it doesn't do as well as they think, right? Cuz imagine these I mean these Air Force 1s have got to cost a thousand, two thousand dollars if I they're going to be Louis Vuitton that. prices, right? Yeah. So So, you know, and you could look to the Supreme Louis Vuitton stuff a few years back oh, to God. see like kind of what the prices would be. Yeah. And you're testing the limits of what like your your sneaker consumer will spend, right? A sneaker consumer is not a luxury, you know, consumer, right? That's well, a completely different market. And yeah, Dior's are definitely like the gateway of like, okay, let's actually try this on a mainstream mm -hmm. level, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that generally speaking, most people were disappointed in the Dior's, but they look good enough to wear like, okay, I, I could see wearing them or wanting a pair, right? Yeah. But like the creative aspect of the Dior's was definitely lacking. Oh, 100%. And I think we're getting to that point with Virgil stuff that if you know, like why else would you create a, a pre pre crumbled midsole mm -hmm. other than to just test, to see if people are actually going to buy it. Right. Like <laughs> how far can know, I go? The, the, yeah. And like, why would you partner with like the Louis Vuitton Nike partnership doesn't make sense in, in very mm -hmm. many worlds, but like you might as well test it because you're, you know, kind of the man in both places. But like, if it, if it sucks, if nobody buys any of this stuff, all Nike has to do is say, oh, Virgil was just not hot anymore, so we can move on. It's never Nike that's going to take an L on any uh -huh. of these collabs. And yep. that's like, that's even scarier to think about like the stuff that he's doing because I also think there's, you know, somewhat of a, there's somewhat of a bubble with the secondary market with sneakers right now. Mm -hmm. It's not like a full, like everything's going to collapse, but I think we are, we're kind of nearing that point and we're kind of testing the limits of, of the secondary market and the resale market and all these things. Um, actually crazy enough. I actually just like talked to the New York times about it, which I don't know oh, if no. it'll be out by the time this goes up, but um, I'll have a link to it in the description of wherever and on the social media channels when I do, when it does go public. But um, it was it, that conversation also got me thinking of like this safety net that Nike has, Jordan brand looped in there, right? Mm -hmm. It kind of, it kind of prevents them from doing cool shit on their own. And if they're always depending on Virgil or Travis or whomever to be that like energy, then they're never actually getting, they're never allowing their employees to push the envelope, you know, enough in my opinion too, because at the, you know, at the end of the day, like, a Louis Vuitton, a, a, you know, a limited run of Louis Vuitton shoes is great if Nike wants to try to sell to a luxury market, but the luxury market is never going to stick to Nike when they can go buy Coach and Burberry and yeah. you know, Hermes and all these other brands that, that all those brands make some form of sportswear, right? Mm -hmm. So they don't need those customers don't need Nike stuff to wear apparel or shoes or whatever, right? Those yep. people buy high end goods. And yeah, they might buy an off-white here and there. They might buy the off-white actual brand stuff. But I think we're in this Nike. weird spot of like Nike's kind of like, it almost seems like they don't know where they want to be because they're continuing to go down these paths of like the freedom there is is great for Virgil. But the results I don't think are things that people will look at and think this is iconic and classic and and carries on like whatever that perceived tradition and, and you know, yeah. Uh, 
respect that those both those brands carry or you know the shoes they should like carry air force one but yeah i think that we we're, we're looking at that classic argument we always have is that nike's not selling to us not me you robbie Rowett. they're not selling to us they are selling to the masses and at this point when we look at the masses it is the person trying to be the next big influencer and to do that you have to look cool and they may not know anything about sneakers which you run into a lot but it's always a joke now that that Jordan one and anything off white is a quote unquote influencer shoe. Not, not speaking just a sneaker influence. It's just you see somebody on TikTok, you see somebody on Instagram. They can be doing anything. It's, it's someone who's a motivational speaker or someone who's into cars. They're wearing an off white sneaker or you know wearing a Jordan one because they know they they can relate to more viewers that way and it makes them quote unquote cool. So that Louis Vuitton collection. You know, you're going to have those people in there like um, I catch myself watching these videos sometimes. Not proud of it, but it's, they entertain me sometimes. But the, the guys that at, at uh, was it Cool Kicks where they have like the people come in. It's like com- complete uh, jackasses sometimes. But you have people like what was it, the FaZe Clan. I don't even know what they do, but they go in there spending thousands upon thousands of dollars on those sneakers. I have literally no idea what these people do. I thought they played video games, but apparently they, they I don't know what they are. They're a bunch of dudes that live in a house together and it's weird. But that's who kids are looking at. That's kid you know, we have our set of viewers, but there's millions of people viewing each of them. It's like it's like the ASAP or slash routine clue of uh, crew of uh social media is that that group and people are just looking at them. Kids want to see what they have on their feet, and that's what Nike knows. They can give two craps about what me and you want because they know they're gonna sell these things out to the person who wants to flex like, oh, I have all this money from influencing. I got Louis Vuitton Nikes on or I got the next great off-white on. I have no idea what this Jordan 2 means. I don't. I didn't know it was a uh, sneaker that was you know, made in Italy. I, I don't know any of that stuff, but I know that it costs XYZ for me to buy and I can show you that price tag. You're going to flip out and now we're, I'm extra cool. So it it sucks and it's, it's funny at the same time because those people – or in that in that section, they're like, cool, we're going to spend all the money on that. We don't care what the shoe is. But then you have the people in the sneaker world who just want to be seen, which, again, this is not knocking anybody, but they just want to be seen. I've never seen so many Jordan 2s uh, on my social media timeline ever. Uh, only person I will give a shout-out to who wears Jordan 2s on a daily is it's Sean from the Sneaker Podcast, one of our Canada boys. He had wings – or was it two, two Tuesdays? He's the only person I've seen consistently wearing 2s. And all these other people are breaking out twos, their souls cracking because they just had them sitting there just to say they had them. And I'm like, just because you put this picture yeah. out doesn't mean Nike's gonna let you buy this shoe. And the fact you are trying to convince someone to let you buy this shoe or seed you this shoe, you've lost your mind. Just they're playing the game and are, they're making us play the game, I should say. And it, and it's hilarious to watch because that's all my feed's been. It's been this Air Force One stuff, Jordan twos, people are trying to convince everyone that they're wearing, which I hate the Jordan 2 high. I won't lie. It's not my favorite shoe whatsoever. Jordan 2 low is cool, but I had a million chance to buy them when they were sitting on shelves for $59.99. I, I passed on them because I'm like, oh, I'll get it next time. It wasn't important to me, and it's still not. And it's not going to be important to me now because of the off-white, which I don't hate the shoe. I, I like the idea of what he did. I think if it would have been four years earlier, you know, in the, in the original 10 or maybe the second collection, I wouldn't be so fatigued with it because now I'm just like, all right. Then he has another 50 dunk collection coming out, which I don't even understand the, the logistics of it all. So I'm just, yeah. I feel like Nike's just catering to him 
And I have to say Travis Scott at the same time because they lost such people like Kanye West, who had that, that such that, that reach. You, uh, Jerry Lorenzo didn't take their crap. It was like, hey, you know what? I will complete what I'm doing with you guys and walk. So now they're trying to appease yeah. these people, and they're, they're just going to put out stuff, and it's just working for them. <laughs> well, so I think you bring up a good point. Like the FaZe Clan guys – you know, I think that is kind of the future. I, I look at those guys and all these kind of hype houses, influencer groups, yeah, I guess what whatever they're, they're doing, right? What but, they're... You, you know, and I think I think like if I was if I was, you know, 20 years old mm-hmm. and, you know, playing video games enough to be good at it, that's exactly what I would do is like just live with a bunch of friends, like gas each other up, grow everything, make a ton of money, you know, basically have like just this kind of like chill. This is what I do life. You are, you yeah. don't have like a regular job, so to speak. So I, I respect all of those yeah. people that do that because it, it's, a, it's much harder work. You know, oh, we definitely. were just talking about YouTube before we started recording and it's a ton of work to do that stuff. Whether you have a team of people or live in a house with people or are out here, you know, raising kids and doing it mm-hmm. or, you know, just like living life and trying to do it on top of your day job. Yeah it's a, it's, it's a lot of work to do that stuff. So for them to grow like that and be a part of those little clicks and communities, it's, it's super dope to me. And I, I don't know that, you know, I probably wouldn't be going and spending thousands of dollars on shoes regardless, <laughs> you know, like even thinking about like, you know, would I spend three, $400 on any shoe or would I go buy like five or six different pairs of shoes? It's always been about having interesting things rather than having whatever everyone else wants. And sometimes the interesting things are what everyone else wants. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, I I don't, I have a couple pairs of twos. I've had probably four or five throughout the years. I don't wear them very often, but I also don't wear Jordan ones very often. I, I mean, I don't wear any Jordans lately, hardly at all, because I just don't feel like, you know, like I said, in, you know, the discord this week, thinking about how much the vow, how much the dollar amount is to me just makes me not want to wear them. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not that type of person to be like, Hey, this is a three, $3,000 shoe. And I'm out here walking around in it. Yeah. Like, like you're not flexing it, on anybody it, when you go out, you're just like, I just generally like the shoe. Yeah. Like I'd rather, you know, I'd rather have you like see me wearing uh, a weird pair of chucks or a unique pair of Sauconies or a color that you've never seen on a new balance, you know, any of the Reebok stuff that's like, I mean, Reebok is even like getting almost too popular for me at this point <laughs> with, with like the way that everything sells out. Yeah. And I know that it's just part of the way things work now, but like I have just weird feelings about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause like the discord is kind of like, you know, I think like I probably got like, half and half responses, right? Like a bunch of people on Instagram are like, you know, why are you worried about what other people think? And it's like, I'm not, I'm not like thinking about what other people think when I'm putting these shoes on necessarily. It's, it's just my nature to not wear things that are overly flamboyant. Yeah. And the things that I like by nature have like, have naturally become flamboyant in a sense, mm-hmm. right? So like Tiffany dunks, my favorite shoe of all time owned a handful of pairs throughout the years, have a couple still now, like girlfriend has a pair too. like, you know, 
full on, like I'm committed to that shoe. Right. <laughs> but like, I just am not going to wear that shoe because once the new ones came out and the Nikki diamond stuff at complex con kind of made it all crazy. It was like, yeah. it's, I don't, I'm good with just leaving it on the shelf and admiring it. You know, it's yeah. just how it is for me. I understand but, that though, because back in 2011, beginning of 2012, I, I felt weird, even though it, didn't have that same mystique as like a Tiffany Dunk. I felt weird when my Concord 11s out because it was such a, a thing to, oh, you got the Concord 11. Like people, I was in Ikea, people walk around like this at my feet. I'm like, all right. I literally sold them because like, I just can't deal with this anymore. And it's just, and it's not like, oh, I have this. You don't have it. I just felt, I, I'm the same way as you. It's like, I just kind of felt like weird. And like, I don't like that. I have such a coveted thing on my feet that I don't want to give anybody the wrong idea. I don't want to give anybody, no one trying, trying anything. I just, I wasn't worth it to me. So like you, I'm, I'm not going to go buy the extravagant thing. I really have more interesting things and that's how I typically buy my sneakers. So now I definitely get that. And I just think that all these off white items are going to be like the, Ooh, look at me shoe, which again, everyone's different. I'm, I'm okay with that. It's just, I, I think it's invading just our space in the sense of just everything we see is like we look at sneakers every day and that's our choice, but that's what we want to do. We try to, we're trying to build something off sneakers and you guys have to understand as us trying to build that from sneakers, it is tiring when we're looking through things and we see the same thing over and over again. Like I'm, we're digging through things to find the next thing. It's like, Oh, this again, it's just frustrating. And for anyone who likes shoes, just seeing the same thing over and over again. I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I just don't, yeah, it's it's really interesting, too, because like the Concords is a great example of like I have that same pair, probably have worn it. I don't know, 10 times in the 10 years that I've owned them. Um, but also like on top of that, for me, especially now with so many people struggling and like the, you know, the, the, the just the sheer number of homeless people in a lot of places in California, mm. I just don't feel good about wearing something that's worth a bunch of money. And I, I have plenty of great shoes to wear. I don't need to wear a $3,000 <laughs> shoe when I've got plenty of $50 shoes <laughs> that I think are equally as awesome. Yeah. Right. And it, it's just an interesting kind of thought that's going through. And the, the reason why I kind of bring that up with all this Virgil stuff is because I wonder if, if anybody that's, you know, super stoked to get this kind of stuff has those thoughts, right? Are yeah. they thinking about the perception of, or is it just, you know, maybe I'm just in the wrong, in the wrong space and time to like understand that perception is everything for those people. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think that it is right. I think that, yes, like sometimes it's fun. You get all hyped up. You know, when I was working at StockX, you know, we were buying all sorts of stuff that oh, like yeah. I was buying all sorts of stuff that I probably shouldn't have bought because I'm staring at it for eight hours, <laughs> 10 hours a day, you know? Yeah. But it makes me wonder like if, if, you know, what the future is for those consumers, right? Because if you're, if you're, everything is about hype and everything is about, you know, the collaborations and all of these limited things, which it seems to be right. Yeah. Then how do you like those people progress through like being a part of this whole world in the future? Right. Because we all know that like, you know, 
Virgil, they make a Virgil Abloh off-white Air Force One, the 10, mm -hmm. so they can sell all the other Nike Air Force Ones that have a little bit of a detail that looks close to it that yep. sits on the shelf and is made yep. in mass quantities. But with so many people just attached to these, you know, Grails is not the right answer, but like just super hyped shoes, I don't really know that the future of that model is, is a long-term play, yeah. right? Because you're already seeing like, Hey, people are going and looking at, at way more shoes. People are buying way more diverse shoes than they ever have. In my opinion, you know, you yeah. just saw like, I mean, new balance is selling out today. Um, Kasich yeah. selling out today, like stuff with, not with collabs with like, you know, nothing against the, the people that drop stuff today, but like there was no like Ronnie Feig drop today. There was no ALD. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, there's guys that are like, I would say like right there behind and they're coming up too, which is great for those people. But like, how do we, how do we like, how does Nike look at the landscape and, and say, let's just do 50 dunks with Virgil. Is it like just this gambling thing? We've got people addicted. They will chase all 50 or yeah. is there actually some sort of logic to it behind that? But beyond that. I've heard, I don't, no one knows if it's true. I think there's a lot of speculation. If they did it this way, I mean, that'd be kind of cool, but because they did it with the Kyrie's when they first dropped, the Kyrie 7 when they first dropped, I think it's just kind of like you order something, or I'm sorry, again, the rumor is you order your size, you get what you get. And of course, they know how they do it. They build hype around something. It's literally like trading cards. It's like Pokemon cards. Let's we'll use Pokemon cards, for example. Here's all these basic cards. Number 50 is the Charizard of the pack because it's the only black one of the group. Everything else is just a white shoe with a different lace color or different little, I don't know, the extra string across the top color. But you have that one at the end that's black and silver, and that's going to be the one that's going to be the $10,000 shoe. And I would love to say I'm exaggerating, but I can guarantee that shoe's going to be like ten grand if it releases that way or it's going to be like a friends and family exclusive because that's the only way I can think of them releasing unless they're doing every like once a week they're – releasing what, five shoes for like 10 weeks. I, I don't know, but there's a lot of ways to do it. But I can't, I, and I won't knock people who want them because there are people just like us. We see things, we like them, you know, we gravitate towards them. There's people who generally like them who aren't yeah. looking for the, you know, oh, look, I have on my feet. They, they genuinely, genuinely like it and they want it for themselves. So I hope those people can get them. It's just that, the the majority of the groups we see are the ones who are just trying to flex on pick a platform like you know yep the blind the blind box thing is really interesting right because that's always existed with you know obviously trading cards like you said you know i mean a bunch of these collectible toys that i have mm -hmm. came from blind boxes like the, that whole world of, of vinyl figures is it's you know a ton of that that's insane too. but <laughs> The thing is with sneakers, it's it's something you're supposed to wear, right? It's different than trading cards or well, at this point. display piece. <laughs> or, well, and that's what makes me wonder, like, you know, if if you've got to open it to see what you've got, then you're taking away the StockX opportunity, right? Yep. Like, I mean, I don't think you can sell. You know, I think of like there was Daniel Arsham Adidas that were in sealed boxes. The Paranorman foam posits were in sealed boxes. The Jordan 9 baseball gloves. You can get the... Yeah, Jordan 9 baseball yep. gloves, right? 
There's been a bunch of those where like, and it's funny too, the Jordan nine baseball gloves. I actually want a pair of those because I'm a fan. Yeah. That's like, you know, my first pair of Jordans, mm-hmm. I'm a huge baseball fan. Uh, by the way, if you're a baseball fan and you don't know that the giants are, you know, three games ahead of the rest of the league right now, you should definitely know that. So I'm going to just tell you, um, but then, you know, like I was thinking about those Kyrie's too, because I got early access to those on Nike mm-hmm. when they came out. And because I didn't know what I was going to get, I just didn't buy them. That's a Kyrie. I, did, I don't, if it was off, not, not you, but with off white, people are going to take that chance. Kyrie like, man, I can get a Kyrie sneaker anytime, but you slap an off white or Virgil on there. They're like, I, I'm going to take whatever I can get. Yeah, maybe so. That's, pro- that's a good point. I mean, I, I don't know that I would. Mm. I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> the thing, the thing about it is like, I'm, I'm going to circle this back to like, I actually think that Nike and Virgil are like testing everything to see just how far people will go. Heck right. Yeah, they are. Because 50 pairs of a shoe, 50 different colorways of a shoe. And you don't know which one you're going to get. If there's anything that's going to just get people pissed off and say, fuck it, I'm out. And I don't want any more Virgil stuff. It's going to be that, or it's going to be a, a clear translucent, translucent crumbled midsole <laughs> Jordan two. all these things that like, you know, the average consumer, the average sneakerhead is just like, what the hell? Oh yeah. If I end up getting early access to that off white dunk, I won't lie. I would buy it. And out of, out of pure, like disdain, I would probably sell it immediately so I can fund some other things for the channel and for like what we do, because that's literally just a meal ticket to free money. And I, I, I'm not like the person say, oh, I'm going to buy them up to resale. But I know like when you just know something is going to just pop. And it's like if you're going to just dangle a carrot in front of me like I'm an idiot, I'm going to make you look like an idiot. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, like <clears throat> there's no end to this, right? Because that's the business oh, yeah. model now is like, oh, we sell because people will just buy it and resell it even if mm-hmm. they can't, you know. I mean, you could always probably, I don't know, you could probably return it to Nike too, but who's going to do that? Yeah, it's like, um, um, I can make more money. or is Yeah, they're literally just playing into the game. And that's when people say, oh, Nike's trying to stop resellers. They don't care. You're going to buy it anyway because you're going to buy it and then sell to somebody else who's going to want to buy it there. And you're just kind of perpetuating the whole you know, seller cycle. So you're there. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, man. I. <laughs> I feel like incredibly old with all of this stuff coming out in a sense, because I'm just like, this is just not for me anymore. But at the same time, I'm, I'm also just thinking like, there's plenty of stuff in sneakers. There always has been plenty of stuff in sneakers that was not for me. And I'm just, I'm cool to just stay in my lane and watch all that stuff pass by. Right, I just want to see how it happens because I feel like this is going to be just a cluster because something's going to go wrong. I don't know what's going to happen. They're going to end up saying, Oh, we're actually only releasing one variation. The rest are just friends and family or the rest are just samples. And take everybody. It's something, something's going to happen. And I mean, Nike's never going to lose. Like you said, no matter what, Nike's not going to lose. But I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see. I'm really interested because there's no release date on any of those items, right? I haven't seen anything on, on any of them yet. Yeah. And, I, and I think it's really interesting, too, because I, I feel like I feel weird for I feel weird posting it to the sneaker history channel or the, you know, the sneaker history Instagram, because I know most of the people that are following the account don't care about that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is always a talking point. And 
I'm genuinely curious about like how people respond to it. Um, especially because I think as, as you, as you get older, you are just more selective, right? Yeah. Whether it's, you've got, you know, mortgage or bills or kids or college or w- whatever it is, right. You just start to be more selective about what you purchase. Yep. And I was actually kind of surprised because there was a couple of people that were like, yeah, I actually like these. So, um, I, I, I don't know, like, there's always going to be I'm, an audience. I'm really kind of, yeah, I, I, I think that it's, I think that's the, like the thing that I want to kind of end on is like, I don't want to buy or wear any Virgil stuff or off white stuff. Like I said, maybe the 97s or the Prestos Thank from you. the first release, but the rest of it, I have no interest in, but I love it because it's so polarizing. Yeah. It's so it gets people so riled up and to be somebody that just has the ability to do that all the time in this day and age just means that you can be successful because that's what, that's what the internet does, right? The more people talk about it, good or bad, the more successful your product is, the more successful your brand is, the more successful everything you do becomes. And I feel like he's just like sitting there printing money at this point, you know? Hundred percent. He's like, huh? Let's see a crumpled soul Jordan two and forty nine kind of beige and gray dunks. Got it. Print the check, please. And it's like, what? Yeah. How? I why do I work so hard to be creative when this happens? <laughs> but I am. I can't be mad at him if if people are going to continue to buy it. I would do the same thing. It's like, all right, cool. Y'all silly enough to keep buying it. I'm gonna keep making them for you. Yep. And yeah, I mean. I say some old off white stuff uh, was cool. Like I always like the the Prestos. I thought were cool. Um, the Jordan ones, you know, they are what they are. I heard the materials kind of sucked on them, but no, they were a decent looking shoe. And I mean, impossible to get, but I I see some of them as pieces we'll talk about in the future. But a lot of them, I mean, there were there were a lot of misses there. Like you had the the Vapor Streets or Vapor Waffles. No one talks about them, but I think you can buy them for under yeah. two hundred bucks for resale or less than retail. Because there were some misses in there, but he has so many hits that they kind of erased the the faults. Yep. So I'll I'll toss this question to you, but also to everybody that's listening yeah. and watching. Do new releases from somebody like Virgil like this that are, you know, it seems to be that there are more people that are against this new stuff than prior releases. Mm-hmm. Will that ever affect the opinions of people of, of opinion. Will that ever affect the opinions of the early Virgil releases? Like, will it change your opinion on the early Virgil stuff? If he were to continue to make these crazy colored air force ones with Louis Vuitton? No, I think the 10, that original 10 collections kind of grandfathered in, kind of locked into like its place in history. Um, it's, it's almost like, I guess I use this example since we're, I mean, there's a Jordan in the collection. It's like no one ever goes back to look at the Washington wizard time with Michael Jordan. We also get the Chicago time. And I think that's what this is going to be. The 10 is going to be the Chicago time. Everything else that, that doesn't hit is going to be Washington wizard. And we kind of just glaze over it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's, I kind of feel the same way. Um, it's an interesting kind of thought to, to, 
I mean, to, to, to give it that credibility, but I do think that it was, it was definitely a game changer when it first came out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this release though, and kind of watching to see what happens just as someone who's just curious and interested in this whole <laughs> sneaker thing. So, um, but that pretty much wraps the episode. Um, make sure that you're following and subscribing to Mike on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribing to us on the YouTube channel for sneaker history. We've been cranking out a lot more content, some some newer content to try to keep you guys entertained and give you something to uh, distract you throughout your day. So hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully you're enjoying the podcast. As we said before, if you can leave us a review, that would be super dope. We'd appreciate it. It'll help us grow the, the audience here. And uh, yeah, if you're not a member of the Patreon slash Discord, the community is a great place to connect with people that uh, just want to enjoy sneakers without the negativity that seems to be floating around out there so uh that's it for me mike let them know how they can find you yeah man uh you find me on instagram and twitter at madwatcher789 course sneaker history and youtube would be at mike gillery right on you can follow me at nick ingvall on all the platforms more importantly at sneaker history and we will catch you on the next episode peace see you Hey everyone, this is Nick again. Before you take off, I wanted to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. We just launched our new merch, including tees, stickers, keychains, and a bunch of other pieces you can grab to show your support for the podcast. You can purchase it now through our companion site, sittingtreasure.com. You can also get access to more episodes of the podcast by joining our Discord community at patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Plus, we've got a bunch of other fun things going on in the community, including trivia nights, giveaways, access to sneaker raffles from around the world, release announcements, and just in general, good people helping good people get the sneakers they want. Plus, we're not bought by advertisers, investors, or other big money. I'm confident in saying that we are the best sneaker community for people truly passionate about sneakers. We've also teamed up with a few partners to offer our supporters access to exclusive discounts. You can find some of those in the links in the description for this episode, and even more in our Discord. Give us a try, and if you don't enjoy it, you can always cancel the membership at any time. As always, thank you for rocking with us, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, And we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.